Hello and welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast. That's right, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear the pastors, your witty pastors, talk about the upcoming preaching text. So glad to be with you today. I'm Pastor Kevin here with... I'm Pastor Eric. And Pastor Megan. Hello. Hey. Hi. Howdy. Hi. <laughs> hey, um, uh, happy it's, Advent. It's time. Yay. Yay. It's time. It is. Well, that's funny that you say that, Pastor Kevin, because it's that time. is indeed the name of the sermon series that begins now, <laughs> as just, of now. Right? It's funny <laughs> that you say that. Did you see what he did there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the best part, well, I what I think is the best part, because I often think I'm very clever, and that is that this time the sermon series is not limited to Advent. It starts in Advent, but it's going to take us through Epiphany, mm-hmm. um, which I think is beautiful, because so often we, we break up the year into getting us to Christmas, and then all those months we don't care about until Easter comes, right? This reminds us that that Christmas season is this whole whole series right it begins with advent it goes up until christmas there's christmas there are sundays after christmas that are technically still the christmas season Mm -hmm. you want to know what the 12 days of christmas are they're the days starting with the 25th (laughs) right leading up to no christmas starts on the 25th and then you can get your lord's the leaping going on yes up to epiphany and then we have the sundays after epiphany and that all even though they're not like expressly christmas season like that's the package right Mm -hmm. advent into Christmas, yeah. into Epiphany. This is about preparing for Christ, the revealing mm. of Christ, and Christ being made known to the world. That's what's going on. So Ooh. leave your Christmas lights <laughs> up, friends. Leave oh, them yeah. up into January. <laughs> it's okay. You're not lazy. You're being liturgically appropriate. You see, there it is. Move right? mic drop. There Thank you is. for joining us for the podcast today. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> hey, cool story. My aunt is from Mexico, so I can hey! say hola tia. Um, but she um, reminds me that um, the whole celebration of Christmas in Mexico, too, has its own kind of different contours than here. But one of the beautiful things that I learned was her kind of saying that the really the big day is epiphany mm-hmm. it's the three kings day because yes. that's when the three kings yep. bring the gifts so that's when the gifts come out so nice. christmas eve is like stay up super late into the wee hours with your family and eat and celebrate you know jesus birth but really it's the gifts they come mm-hmm. on epiphany so which makes sense when you think about it like right. christ is the gift that comes on christmas when you're right. talking about the non-jesus gifts right those don't come until the wise ones come so like that's a later event. Know your liturgical calendar, friends. <laughs> we are, we are trying to equip you <laughs> for a celebration of yes! magnitude. So we're talking about Advent because it is Advent. A note about Advent, friends, as long as we're correcting you on the liturgical calendar. Um, this year is about as short as Advent can possibly be. That is because the fourth Sunday of Advent is the Sunday of Christmas Eve. They're the, they're the same. I know. I know. So that Christmas fourth Eve. week of Advent kind of sort of a little bit doesn't happen. Sort of gets mm-hmm. chopped a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that happens here at Easter is just a note that on that Sunday, December 24th, we won't have our morning services because we will be doing services the whole rest of the day. Right? So don't come on Sunday morning. Um, not because we don't love you, but because instead... We want you to come on Sunday afternoon and evening. So at both sites, worship will be at 2, 3.30, and 5. So that's six total services, right? 2, mm-hmm. 3.30, and 5. Concurrent. 
concurrent is a good word. Um, and then nine o'clock, we'll have the, the nighttime service that will be only at the hill. We will have candles at all the services. We're going to sing Silent Night at all the services. Yes. It's going to yes. be beautiful at all the services. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, communion only at the nine o'clock service. So come to that one after you've had your belly full of mm-hmm. whatever it is your family does for Christmas Eve. Then come uh, come worship one more time and, and celebrate the Lord's Supper as well. Um, so that's just a note that Advent gets a little chopped. Uh, remember that Christmas Eve is coming, uh, but then this uh, this series will continue on afterwards. So we can keep thinking about uh, what does it mean for Christ to arrive? What does it mean for that arrival in our lives? It's time for what? What is God doing now? Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's time means more than just time to get your Christmas presents? Yes! Okay. Not just it's time <laughs> to finish your Christmas shopping. Not just mm-hmm. it's time to get the cookie baking on the calendar. Right. Um, but there are lots of things that God continues yeah. to do. Yeah. And I love that it goes into Epiphany, this this theme and this year we're going to extend and do that. That's it's a nice change. Nice, yeah. nice to emphasize that it's not all just about Christmas Eve, which mm. isn't even Christmas yet, technically. Mm. <laughs> That's true. It's the fourth yeah. Sunday of yeah. Advent. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Talk have you set up your tree yet, Pastor Aaron? I have not. Let's see? That's the thing. Um, it will be soon. I w- uh, <laughs> it's come, you can't uh, we were talking about Christmas lights. <laughs> not, <laughs> I miss the warm days, oh, but yes. I still have to put up my lights. That's there all right. That's all right. You're going to make it. You do a great job, Clark Griswold. I Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. And I always leave my lights going until Epiphany. That's right. There it is. Jesus is the light of the world, my friend. Yes. Let that light shine. Um, and then also the, uh, the beginning of this series and the beginning of the liturgical church year and the beginning of the season of Advent, we've got a guest preacher coming yes. to join us as well. Uh, Pastor Eric, tell us about her a little bit. And there's more. There's but more. wait, there's more. <laughs> yes. I'm just so excited. Well, very special guest preacher on December 3rd. Um, Really kind of the motivation was to reach out to Dr. Dr. Kelly Sherman Conroy, uh, who is a native theologian, pastor, professor. Um, The motivation came kind of from racial equity team and the land acknowledgement team wondering, um, oh, if we're going to try to have guest preachers, what about Dr. Kelly? And so um, she, it worked out with schedules and everything for her to be here with us on the first Sunday in Advent, December 3rd, which we're talking about here today. And she's going to come and just kick off this new theme for us. Um, all three preach services? On. She's preaching yes. all three? Yes. Yep. Woo! Yep. Yes. She's going to do the flying preacher like <laughs> gig like, like we do. That's so, awesome. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to it. She's... Um... Man, she comes with lots of credentials and lots of experience, so I'm really looking forward to her uh, preaching with us. Yeah. 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 And, and what's the text she gets to exactly. preach on? Exactly. Oh, boy. Sorry. It's time. It's time for Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah it's 33. For, we haven't had Jeremiah up until this point, right? We've, start, oh, we've had yeah. a few prophets. Yeah, but. we've gone through the prophets. Um, we have not read from Jeremiah. Interestingly enough, Jeremiah um, dovetails nicely from last week's text in that the events of that reading are some of the things that Jeremiah speaks to. Jeremiah Mm -hmm. actually covers a really long historical period uh, running roughly from the time of Josiah's reforms 
uh, to basically the, the the final exile. What is that? Five eighty seven is when the kingdom finally falls and all the people. I believe you. Right. I believe you. I'm I impressed. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the great scene, right? Josiah yeah. was the king mm-hmm. who, as they were kind of doing a ref, uh, uh, a renovation, mm-hmm. right, yeah. of mm-hmm. the of the space yeah. somebody punched through the wall and found <laughs> the lord's word to oh, them what's right the, the, law? the book somehow of the that ended right? up in the wall <laughs> well i don't think it is i think maybe uh, we might think somebody about how it ended up in the wall yeah exactly mm-hmm. not a bad idea right hey yeah. what don't i want yeah. people to find i want to stick it in a wall yeah, so Josiah finds it. Um, mm-hmm. He declares a, a time of reform. All of the uh, cultic practices are torn down. The um, the idols are destroyed. There is this rededication to God. Um, in the midst of it, you know, totally behind the scenes, there's all sorts of um, you know national rising and falling. Assyria's going down while Babylon's coming up, and um, God's promises to Josiah that. You know, yes, you are rededicating to the law, but you're still going to get the short end of this very big stick um, are, are still going to happen. And so, Jeremiah, he, you can't see uh. the gestures, friends, in the back, but these guys are making like WWE moves because God's going to throw down. Um, and that, that's what it is. And so Jeremiah speaks to that. He's speaking not just to like a judgment's coming, but also to a and there's a promise on the other side of the judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah is, to the best of my knowledge, the longest book of the Bible outside the Psalms just by, like, number of pages. So it's, um, I might be wrong, but it is long, friends. It's one of those books that I won't say things like, hey, you should totally read this book because I, it's just, it, maybe don't start there, maybe. Work your way up to that, maybe. Um but hey, uh, y'all, y'all want to hear the the reading Bring for it. this Sunday? Oh boy, we, uh, we are reading from Jeremiah chapter thirty three. We're gonna hear verses ten and eleven, and then we're gonna skip to verses fourteen through eighteen. Did I get that right? Oh boy, sometimes I know what I'm doing. Let's hear from the word of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord: In this place of which you say it is a waste without human beings or animals. In the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without inhabitants, human or animal, there shall once more be heard the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voices of those who sing as they bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as of first, (coughs) says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel, and the Levitical priests shall never lack a man in my presence to offer burnt offerings, to make green offerings, and to make sacrifices for all time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.
So what is going on here, my friends? Well, always look for those words, thus says the Lord, right? That's the good underlined thing to be able mm. to see. These are like markers in the text to be able to say, okay, this is the formula that the scripture uses to be able to be articulate as a prophet, right? And to be able to say, okay, so this is something that's being declared through the prophet to the people, right? Pay attention, basically. Um, in the New Testament, that word would be therefore. That was Paul's favorite word to be able to say this is our transition or our pivot point or pay attention to this. Um, the other thing that just strikes me right away is um, old Switchfoot band had a song called Shadows Prove the Sunshine. And I feel like this is another good example mm. of you have to kind of see mm. the dark side of what's going on in the world for you to be able to see the promise that maybe God has for us. Mm. And I feel like it really starts in that way. You know, verse 10, thus says the Lord, in this place of which you say, and then it quotes, it is a waste without human beings or animals mm -hmm. in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without inhabitants, human or animal. They're so, um, I mean, just right there, it sets it up like mm -hmm. so stark. Mm -hmm. Like this is not good, right? And I think that we were talking along getting ready for this and it just reminded us that hey, this, this is scripture living and walking around with us right now as we look at the, the horrible things that are happening in Gaza and Israel right now, as we see the things um, in the Ukraine as well. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just at a stead. I mean, there's just so much just destruction as you look at the pictures or what's mm -hmm. going on. And it is human beings or animals. You walk, you'd walk through the streets. I can't even imagine it, right? Yep. But I bet you some people who could are, some of the veterans who are in our midst, mm -hmm. um, you know, who have experienced what war looks like. I have not. So it's hard to walk in that. But to know from what the scripture says that there are such destruction um, that where can you see God at work in that? Right. I mean, it really becomes a question of how mm -hmm. can I see God at work in any of this? Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the question of this portion of the text is mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, if we're talking about a time where, where Judah has been sent into exile, where God's people have been um, have been have been murdered, have been sent out, have been destroyed, there is this sense of well, what now, right? Like where where literally where on earth could God be, right? Because we're also dealing with like the destruction of the temple, which is the only place we've ever known God to physically dwell. Well, if the temple is gone, then where the heck is God? Yeah, it's good right. Question. It's not even an existential question. It is a real, literal question for these people. Mm -hmm. Where God lives has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. So, so what's what what now? Mm -hmm. The promise. The, the promise, promise remains. Yeah. Uh, the days are surely coming, says the mm. Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made. So, in the midst of destruction. The promise, which is worthy of your trust, remains. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, in other words, whatever's happening around you, whatever's happening in your life, um, you know, you have a promise from God that supersedes and that, you know, in Christ we have a victory in the end. I'll just throw that out there. Right, right. Not in this context, but um, but that's true for all of you listening. Right. And, and here, too, you know, this is you know the promise that I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. I think it's noteworthy that those two things are broken out because at this point, the two kingdoms would have been divided. So Israel mm -hmm. would have been the northern kingdom. Judah would have been the southern kingdom. And by this time, Israel's already gone. It's already mm -hmm. fallen. It's already been demolished. So it is really interesting to me that God is saying, OK, one's already fallen. The other is in the process or has fallen. And yet I still claim 
all of it, right? So we're a couple hundred years, 150 years away. Wait, no, I'm bad at math. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We are many years away (laughs) from the fall of the northern kingdom. Mm -hmm. And yet God continues to assure the people that the promise holds. This is generations ago. The people hearing these words like have never seen Israel be anything other than an occupied, destroyed land, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the promise is still there. The promise still holds. Right. And how strange that like out of that out of that eerie quiet, right? Maybe right. that's what it is. It's like an eerie quiet. Yeah, I'm imagining if you ever go out after a blizzard and everybody's <gasps> oh. inside and it's just quiet and there's doesn't yeah. seem to be any animals around or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eerie. Yeah. And it's so quiet, but yet right there in the midst of that, it immediately kind of transitions, uh, verse 10 into 11, right? That once more shall be heard, and then it's like the voice of mirth. And the voice of gladness. And look at that word repeated again. The voice of the bridegroom. The voice, I mean, it's like all of this, it's like all this noise starts building back up, but it's not like negative. It's not wails. It's not tears. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's joy. It's relationship. It's something different. (laughs) God will not leave you in the midst of that silence and destruction mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It's, I, I, I have my uh, giant sized book <laughs> open right here next to me because there were a couple of quotes from uh, one of my, my handy dandy interpretation resources uh, about this passage and I just thought it was so interesting that this commentator says we are reminded once again that the vision of the future and of God's blessing that permeates the scriptures is not simply spiritual interior and personal it is richly material, life-enhancing, socially sustaining, and enjoyable, right? It's not by accident that this says, you know, that you're going to hear the voice of mirth and gladness and also voices of, like, people getting married, right? You might think about, like, what? why do you care about that? Mm-hmm. No, this is about a promise of a, of a full restoration of a social order, right? This isn't just about, like oh, God will be spiritually restored to you. No, it's going to have an effect. It's going to mean something for your relationships, for your work, for Mm -hmm. your cities, Mm -hmm. for the way you do commerce and family and all those details. Mm -hmm. It is a a rich fullness of life. The divine promises, says the commentator, the divine promises of Jeremiah keep us from translating the vision of hope into a purely otherworldly linguistic system that has no concrete connections with lived experience we're not just talking about a god who talks about restoration who makes you feel like there's restoration we're talking about a god who who makes restoration happen Hmm. who shows us how to live as restored people whose Mm -hmm. whose whose love and promise literally affect everything Mm -hmm. we do i wonder then if like you know um pastor pastor sherman conroy when she comes might help us reimagine that with some of her storytelling, mm. right? Mm-hmm. To say what is it that what does it look like to live on a land that's been reclaimed and healed and more relationship that's built into that? Because that's exactly what God wants to do, um, kind of in our lives. And just to hear again that that, you know, the days are surely coming. There's the Advent season is all about that waiting and preparation and and how good that is. Uh there's a there's the old school prayer that we usually use during Advent, right? Where um, how does it go? Uh, stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. The mm-hmm. stir up prayers, stir up your power, Holy Spirit. There's mm-hmm. this, which stirring up, you know, I don't I do not do much cooking. So stirring <laughs> up of things feels a little uh, artificial to me. <laughs> but think about what happens when you stir up water, right? Think about what happens when you stir up something. You, The surface gets troubled. Stuff starts getting mixed up. 
things mm-hmm. start being a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this powerful image of, of what we want God to do to, to mess things in our mm-hmm. lives up a little bit um, to make something really awesome happen. Right. Especially we want God to mess up stuff that is antithetical to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things that are broken, mm-hmm. poor relationships, war, destruction, death. I mean, yeah. we want God to stir up in that and do a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking, Pastor Kevin, about the text you preached on the other week about the stump of Jesse, about mm-hmm. a branch coming up of it. And we're hearing again here, you know, in those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. It's that reminder of, you know, when God's power is stirred up, things that look dead mm-hmm. start to sprout life. Yeah, let's, and we want, and that's what we want. Amen. We're, we're asking for that again. It's a repent, repent that on our own, we, this isn't going well. It looks like a stump destruction and devastation but we we want god to s- send a spirit and stir up new life yeah you are in advent themes like whether it's hymns or writings whatever there's lots of this you know staying awake keeping mm-hmm. watch this being attentive because even though it might be you know the 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 deepest night or the bleakest of situations you pay attention like mm-hmm. pay attention because god is is at work doing something that maybe you couldn't have even expected, like a, like a branch coming from a stump, right? right. That's um, that beautiful hope. reminder. Hope, yeah. hope. Mm-hmm. That first candle we light on the yeah. Advent wreath. Oh my Boom. goodness! That's right. Well, that's our hope and prayer for you: is that you might come and light that first candle of hope with us, that you might come and hear Dr. Shelley Ker- Sherman Conroy. Uh, and that you might join us in praying that God would stir up in our world um, such hope that is needed in all of our lives. So thanks for joining us for the Carry On Cast, which is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you.